Voice of St. Louis original podcast. We've got all you need to know from across St. Louis tonight. It's the STL All Local Podcast from KMOX. Our top local story on this Monday, April 24th, another St. Louis Circuit judge files a contempt of court order against Kim Gardner after the Circuit Attorney's Office failed to staff a hearing in a shooting case. It was the case of an 11-year-old girl shot in the arm when a man was firing shots at an apartment building. No one from Kim Gardner's office showed up for that hearing. And just earlier Monday, a different judge who had also issued his own contempt order against Gardner backed off when a member of Gardner's staff apologized, bringing in pill bottles to say that he had a respiratory infection and that's why he missed the start of a murder trial. The murder victim's family wants justice for their loved one. Brandon was a loving father to two beautiful children. And a son. And, and a friend. best friend. He, he was yeah. the guy of the family. Kevin Killeen, KMOX News. Gardner is ordered to show cause why she should not be held in contempt for this latest case at a hearing that's set for Thursday afternoon. As one prosecutor faces more scrutiny, another looks to settle in. The St. Charles County Council will vote tonight on the confirmation of Joseph McCullough as the new prosecuting attorney. He was selected by County Executive Steve Hellman to replace Tim Lomar, who resigned suddenly last month. The vote will be part of the council's regular meeting tonight at 7 p.m. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. Hundreds of small motorcycles rode through the streets and in some cases on the sidewalks of downtown over the weekend. Downtown Alderwoman Kara Spencer says she witnessed it firsthand Saturday. It's really important when you have visitors so that they really you know, respect the laws here and respect folks that are, that are living here. I saw a lot of folks driving through stoplights um, and, and you know, kind of intimidating other drivers. Spencer says she'll be calling on police to step up their traffic enforcement downtown this summer, noting that wild drivers can lead to loss of lives and loss of limbs. There are three weeks to go in the Missouri legislative session and the clock is ticking on the passage of a sports wagering bill. State Senator Denny Hoskins says he's still looking for a path forward. I've got some senators that want a sports book only bill. I've got some senators that want a video lottery terminal bill. I've got some senators that don't want any expansion in gambling at all because that's uh, what our Republican Party platform says in the state of Missouri. So it's uh, it's still an uphill climb. A Senate version of the bill died earlier this month. The House version has not picked up a hearing on the Senate Appropriations Committee calendar. The St. Louis Board of Estimate and Apportionment approved the city's budget today after being informed of some technical changes. It was an easy vote in the nine-minute meeting. Mayor Jones? Aye. Comptroller Green? Aye. President Green? Aye. All in favor? Wow, I think we have broken a world record. The $1.3 billion spending plan now advances to the full Board of Aldermen for final approval. A bill to change how coroners and medical examiners report fentanyl deaths is introduced by an Illinois lawmaker. State Senator Sue Resin believes victim shaming is getting in the way of holding drug dealers accountable. By changing it from overdose to poisoning, we remove the negative bias that exists in many people's minds. She says most victims did not know they were taking fentanyl, so it's the drug dealer who is responsible for their death. Belleville police are investigating the death of a seven-month-old child. They got a 911 call from the 300 block of Hillcrest Drive on Friday afternoon that the boy was not breathing. The boy died at a hospital. Investigators believe the seven-month-old's death was suspicious, and they have taken a family member into custody. Yeah, goodbye there, baby. I won't be back no more.
His family, friends, and fans are remembering a local blues musician who died over the weekend in a Soulard apartment fire. Tom Hall played guitar for years in the area. His brother, Chester Hall, tells KMOX. A true friend, a good brother, a great father, and uh, always had your back. Neighbor Bob Brandhorst says he was a good musician and a good neighbor. A long-time resident of this neighborhood and a long-time well-respected musician. It's always a hello and a friendly hello or a slap on the back. The fire broke out Saturday night in Hall's apartment in the 1800 block of South 9th Street. Tom Hall was 70. The KMOX Business Desk. Bed Bath & Beyond coupons never expire. They have expiration dates on them. Yeah, to, to throw idiots off. Lots of speculation among investors about the businesses that might benefit from the bankruptcy of Bed Bath & Beyond. Business reporter Jason Brooks has more. If last-minute bidders don't emerge, Bed Bath & Beyond will soon start closing its 480 locations, and other retailers will be scrambling for shoppers left with one fewer option. An Oppenheimer analyst note says Williams-Sonoma, Lovesack, and Wayfair will capitalize on the opportunity to grow market share, while a Piper-Sandler note leans towards the big box stores, with Target and Walmart the likely long-term beneficiaries pointing out that's what happened when Toys R Us went under in 2017. As we continue on KMOX, let's get the latest from Columbia, Missouri, on a heartbreaking case out of the University of Missouri, a hazing situation in October of 2021. Joining us right now is Assistant City Editor for the Columbia Missourian, Eli Hoff. Thank you for being with us, Eli. Michael, thanks for having me. And so first of all, bring us up to date uh, for those who have not heard about what happened to Danny Santoli uh, at this uh, frat party in October of 2021. What do we know about what happened to him? Yeah, so like you said, this is a, a case that dates back about a year and a half now uh, to a party at the Phi Gamma Delta Fraternity House. So that fraternity is also called Fiji around here. Um, and what's alleged to have happened there is that there there was a party, like you said, uh, that brought together members of the fraternity, uh, pairing up some younger members who are often called pledges with older members who are their pledge fathers or mentors. And it's at this party uh, where allegedly Danny was given um, a, a bottle of hard alcohol taped to his hand with instructions to finish it. Um, and that by the end of the night, uh, he was being taken to the hospital with his heart stopped in a blood alcohol content level of more than six times the legal limit to drive. Uh, this left Danny in a coma for a while. Uh, he's now back home with his family in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, but he is unable to talk, walk, or see in a cell recovery. So his, uh, his family has uh, sought civil penalties against some of the folks involved. They sued 26 people last year in civil court and settled with them. That included some of the members of the fraternity, some of its um, alumni board of directors leadership, uh, the national version of the fraternity itself. Uh, so that happened last year. Then last summer, uh, some criminal charges were filed against some of the people who were involved with this. Eleven people in total have been charged with this. Most of them have been charged with hazing, which in Missouri is a felony. Uh, others have been charged with providing alcohol to a minor, which is a misdemeanor. And so those cases have been playing out uh, in in the county court here in Boone County uh, with, with varying degrees of speed. And, and over the, the last couple of weeks, there's been a, a lot of momentum in moving some of these cases along. And some of the suspects, some of those who have been charged in this, in connection with this, who were at the house, who, one of them was, was his, his pledged dad, so to speak, uh, people who were supposed to be watching out for him. Some of them are from the St. Louis area. One of them from Chesterfield was in court today. Correct, yes. Uh, uh, most of those charged have, have been Mizzou students, um, so a lot of them coming from areas around here. Uh, and, and yes, they were, they were all folks who, who were, in theory, close to Danny as members of this fraternity and as leadership members of the fraternity, those holding kind of mentorship roles in the fraternity as well. 
And so what's the latest with the, the first milestone, the first case that we've had, which has led to the first jail time? Yes. So today, Thomas Schultz, who was the vice president of Fiji, uh, he accepted a plea deal in the circuit court today uh, that he pled guilty. He was charged initially with uh, with hazing, which is a felony, as well as evidence tampering, which is a felony as well. Uh, but he today pled guilty to uh, a third offense, a lesser offense that's a misdemeanor for providing alcohol to a minor. Uh, the, the two felony charges then are dismissed after today. Uh, but as part of this plea deal, he, uh, he is expected to spend the next 30 days in jail. He was taken into custody as soon as the court hearing left. He was handcuffed and let out by a court martial today. Uh, he does have a one-year jail sentence that is suspended with two years of unsupervised probation. So as part of that, he's expected to, to comply with all of the court orders, uh, not get arrested again for anything. He's also not allowed to consume alcohol or go anywhere where alcohol is the, the sort of the primary good that a business is selling, whether that's a liquor store or a bar or something like that. Uh, he also is expected to undergo some drug and alcohol training. And there is the possibility, if the family would want it, uh, if Danny Santulli's family would want it, that he would uh, undergo mediation with them as, as part of something that's called restorative justice that sort of seeks to, uh, to prevent incidents like this and, and uh, help recover ties with the family and with Danny. What still is pending in terms of charges against others? A lot. There are still 10 other cases out here. Uh, two of them have been set for trial. One trial will begin at the end of May. Another trial, uh, this one for Ryan Delante, who is, like you said, uh, Danny's pledge father. Delante's trial is not scheduled to begin until December. Uh, but there are still other cases out there that are moving along. It seems like a very real possibility that there will be other plea deals, like the one that Schultz had today. It's unclear if those will come with jail time or fines or, or what sort of penalties will come with that. But if some of these cases go to trial, too, there could be a full-blown jury trial that, that sees whether someone is, is guilty of a felony like hazing here. Um, it, it's been a little unclear exactly what the end result will be for all of these, but current indications seem to be that these cases are moving along. We're starting to see trials scheduled here. Uh, we're starting to, to hear talk of plea deals being offered. Uh, it seems like some of these cases are, are going to come to a head here right about as, as students head home for the summer in Columbia. And what have we heard uh, from the Santilli family? What do we know about how Danny is doing? Yeah, they're they're uh, they're they're caring for him 24/7 back home in Minnesota. I've had the chance to to talk with his father a few times up there. Um, it, it's it really is round the clock care for him. Um, it, it is now seems very unlikely that he will ever regain his vision. Uh, it, it seems likely that he will be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Those are the realities they're grappling with. Grappling with. Uh, they're continuing to try new treatments. They're bringing in uh, as many doctors as they possibly can. They're doing everything they can for Danny. Um, but uh, they're they're up against it. Um, and, and that was something that was that was echoed today in court. Some members of Danny's family addressed Thomas Schultz in the courtroom as part of the victim impact statements and, and detailed what this has done to the family. And it is, uh, it's obviously been a, a challenging year and a half for them. Covering the story of Danny Centulli for the Columbia, Missourian, Assistant City Editor Eli Hoff. Thank you so much for joining us on KMOX and, and bringing us the latest with us. Thanks, Michael. Keep it tuned to KMOX for the very latest. We'll have another all local for you in the morning and you can subscribe on Odyssey.